0: hello everybody and happy tuesday this is the roger review and we're going to be talking the last of us first trailer box office recap and a couple first looks at the new black panther movie as well as a review of league of super pets and lou on netflix so if you guys will gladly stick around let's dive right in Welcome everybody to The Roger Review. First things, first, uh, I'm going to be sharing everything that we talk about news-wise. I want to link you to each and every one of the articles in the information in the podcast. So you guys can go check out the trailers, check out uh, the images I'm talking about today. And first off, I'm talking about something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, HBO dropped their... Actual first teaser trailer for The Last of Us. Today was Last of Us Day. It used to be called Outbreak Day, but 2020 changed that. Um, for obvious reasons. But it was about 90 seconds of footage, ran through a lot. If you've played the games, you see Ellie, uh, Joel, Bill, Tess, Marlene Riley from the Left Behind expansion. Um, so we're definitely going to be getting all of the story it seems from the first game at least and along with some new stuff uh a lot of what you expect if you played the games the coolest part is that we got a first glimpse of what the clickers are going to look like um, if you haven't played the game the clickers are a type of zombie that have got so infected because the infection in these games is very fungal it essentially Blooms their head so they can't see, but they can hear very well. And in the game, it's a really cool mechanic about trying to get around them with being quiet and sound. We got our first glimpse of them, we got we heard them, of course, the classic clicker sound from the game. If anybody's played it, but yeah, uh, we got the still vague 2023 release window, but you know, we'll probably get near the end of the year, I'm guessing we'll get our first actual date. I'm going to say it's probably going to be around February, January, February. Um, if I were to guess, because it, (laughs) if I were to think what they want to do is they want to get this first season out at the beginning of the year. If it does well, um, with the critics and with the fans, which hopefully it will. It looks like it's fantastic representation around E3 next year. Because they just announced today that E3 is going to be in person again next year. They'll want to do a big announcement that they're doing a second season of The Last of Us. Which I I think would be nice. I, th- I think what we could get here is after this first season we can get a lot more of what we didn't see in between part one and part two of the games. So I think this show could be a cool branching point and we could see and spend a lot more time with Joel and Ellie. Uh, Of course, Pedro Pascal. We love him. He's a Mandalorian. So of course he's a very busy man, but yeah, uh, teaser trailer dropped. Go check it out. Absolutely Awesome. Can't wait for it. I love The Last of Us. (laughs) Alright, the next story is a very interesting one to me. Um, We're getting a new Karate Kid movie. It got announced last week. And when they announced it last week, they made it sound like it was going to be a continuation of the original series. But of course, uh, if you pay attention at all to Netflix or have been a Karate Kid fan they've done Cobra Kai, which has become a massively popular show (laughs) over the last five seasons. Um, it, It seems that we're going to be getting a new one here. And John Hurwitz, who is one of the writers on Cobra Kai and the creators, he was asked about if he knew anything about the new karate kid. He said they have no idea, they wish that they could do something with the Cobra Kai cast and do a movie with them, but uh, they they know nothing about it. <laughs> They're just focusing on Cobra Kai, and they wish it well. But interestingly enough, there was a little bit of a synopsis released with it today where it says to be uh, focusing on a character named Lee. Is dealing with a past tragedy, tragedy. <laughs> I'm sorry, that drives a wedge between himself and his mother. In a potential twist from the original Karate Kid narrative, Lee will be the one training someone else. <laughs> the story mentions him meeting Mia, a fellow high school student, and Victor, her father. Apparently, Lee Su soon finds himself training Victor in the ways of kung fu. So, <laughs> very different way here. It seems like they're taking the Karate Kid like title very literally, where the kid will be the one that knows it already, and he'll be teaching an adult, which I I find totally odd. <laughs> I don't know how you can do that, how this is gonna come across. Will this kid just see this, uh, dad get his ass kicked and be like, "Listen here, pops, I gotta teach you a thing or two. <laughs> but. <laughs> I I don't know how it's gonna work. Interesting uh way of going about it. We'll have to see how it comes out. Uh, kind of wish that we were getting a sequel to the Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan one, but I, it's understandable. Um, y- yeah. It's always excited for a new Karate Kid. Love martial arts. Martial arts has gotten huge in the last. Seven or eight years, I would say John Wick like really helped introduce martial arts again into the mainstream, like movies. Um, but yeah, it, we're back again with a new Karate Kid. Hopefully, it comes to fruition. <laughs> All right, um, next up, we have a little bit on Wakanda Forever. They released a real, like, a real first look, it looked like of Namor from the front. So we gotta see he he's definitely the rumors are true. He's very Mayan from what they show. He's got a lot of <laughs> like ritual uh stuff on his face <laughs> and necklaces. Very interesting look for Namor. I'm extremely excited to see how he Is played in the movie, because Namor is kind of that... Well, yes, he is an antagonist to Black Panther and Wakanda. He's also kind of a middle-of-the-road guy. And I'll be honest, the first Black Panther, we had a lot of -of middle-of-the-road guys like M'Baku, which I'm pretty sure M'Baku's going more the hero route this time, because with the loss of Chadwick, they probably wanted to have... uh, male character on that good side as well. So, and it seems it's going to be Namor's nation versus Wakanda's. So having M'Baku as a good guy, uh, makes sense. And Feige did talk about recasting T'Challa, um, recently on Twitter and, Oh, for, for a lot of people, they've been calling to recast it all because it was something that Chadwick had even openly expressed, I, I believe, to if he couldn't continue playing it, they would recast it. And and Feige said something that I think is very important is that it was too much too soon. And he he quoted... Something that Stan Lee always said, unless that Marvel represents something that's going on right outside your window. And for Chadwick to have just died, even it still feels fresh to us today, right? We we still haven't completely got over it. Chadwick was fantastic. He was Black Panther. He was Jackie Robinson. He was James Brown. <laughs> he 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 did so many fantastic roles. And it's you can't forget such a talented person. To just recast him immediately would almost be too distracting, I guess would be the way to put it. So Ryan Coogler, who is of course he wrote and directed the first one and this one, he wanted to tell like an emotional story. Of course, he was feeling those emotions as well because. Chadwick was a good friend of his, so the people that want a recast T'Challa, down the road I believe you're going to get, I think that they'll probably do some way of bringing in a lot of lost characters, and when I say lost characters, I mean characters like T'Challa, characters like a younger Iron Man maybe, or even Captain America, bring them in somehow through the secret wars aspect because we'll get um are getting multiverse stuff right variants and everything and secret wars we're going to see different versions of some characters i imagine and worlds will collide and we'll have a full roster again um, if i believe so maybe not i, I hope they kind of stay away from iron man there is no other tony stark in my opinion I know a lot of people want a uh, Tom Cruise <laughs> version, but I don't think we need another one at this point. But yeah, it. I, I think Feige was completely in the right here. T'Challa, while well, down the road, maybe we'll have another recast T'Challa. Now was not the time. And honestly, Wakanda Forever feels like a love letter to everything that Chadwick did um, from the trailers and I'm hoping that it really sticks the landing where some of the recent Marvel movies haven't I just want to throw uh, this quick thing in here Um, they have a festival going on right now for I believe it's like horror movies and the surprise on night one was Werewolf by Night, which is going to be debuting next week on Disney Plus, black and white, more of a horror vibe. Definitely from what the people that saw it said, it's definitely like a homage to the old school horror movie, uh, the old school horror movies. Um, it, really cool, uh, really cool. From what they all they says, really good. Um, forty. It's only like forty seven minutes. But some characters really stand out. They did release the image of Man Thing in it. So, Man Thing's going to be in it, and apparently some other monsters as well. So, I guess it's not just going to be a Werewolf by Night uh, special. We'll also be getting introduced to some of the other monstrous characters, <laughs> but sadly, not Morbius. Alright. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to see what Werewolf by Night is like next week. And the final bit of the news before we get into our box office recap and reviews, there there appears to be a new Cloverfield movie coming out, and it has a new director. Babek Anvari. I, I have to say, I have zero interest in this. They've well, 10 Cloverfield Lane was a cool I thought 10 Cloverfield Lane was a fantastic movie. It didn't need to beat Cloverfield movie. Um, but it was still, it was a great movie. And connecting Cloverfield was, I, I think, at the end of the day, considered all right. And then they went and they did the Cloverfield Paradox, which was just <laughs> a big miss. <laughs> so, interesting that they're coming back. To this, I, I don't know what the fascination with Cloverfield is. If I'm going to be honest, the first one was very different than what we've got from the others. It's essentially like if you made the first Paranormal Activity you found footage movie, and then the second one was um, just a completely <laughs> different paranormal. It's essentially if the first Paranormal Activity is what it was, and then the second one was The Conjuring. And then the third one was, I don't even, I don't even know how to explain the third one. Uh, The third one would be the Cloverfield Paradox, because that had literally no connection to the other Cloverfield stuff. It was just smacked on there as a name. And I'll be honest, them just doing another Cloverfield movie or calling it a Cloverfield movie, does nothing for me. I don't trust it. I don't <laughs> trust that it'll be a true... I, I don't even know what you would call a true Cloverfield movie at this point, but it's weird that they're even saying they're doing another one. Um, best luck to them. Hopefully, of course, I don't want anything to be bad. So hopefully it's good. But it doesn't need to be Cloverfield, right? It could be anything else, and we would be happy. But yeah, uh, so that's it for the news. We're going to hop over, and we're going to check out the box office recap for this weekend and see what's coming up next weekend and get our predictions in. All right, looking over the box office for this past weekend, we're going to go over the top five. We had a couple of new releases with Don't Worry Darling starring uh, Florence Pugh and Harry Styles and Chris Pine and, of course, Olivia Wilde. There's a lot of buzz around it. Don't think it's the buzz you want, but it helped it land in the first spot, earning $19.2 million. I don't know. It, it didn't get great reviews. I think if it would have got good reviews, it could have been higher, but apparently it's a really disappointing movie. Uh I think a lot of that money honestly comes from people that are Harry Styles fans. They're <laughs> and they they see that he's got his first big movie. Of course the Harry Styles fans are gonna go out on Fox and go see it. But yeah, I I don't think it's going to hold well this next week. Um I I wouldn't be surprised if it drops down to like number 5. Cuz after don't worry darling we had The Woman King earned 11.1 million in the second weekend. Held pretty well. 36.24 is two week total. Um apparently a fantastic movie. Really want to go see this. It's one I don't want to miss. I'm going to try to catch it this week. But yeah, The Woman King fantastic movie from what everybody said held well at number two Well, number three was the re-release of avatar honestly if you would have asked me last week i would have said that th- i would think this would come in at number one i thought everything was going against don't worry darling i think there's kind of that like oh so fascination aspect for don't worry darling where people are like let's go see this train wreck <laughs> well avatar a lot of people uh i mean a lot of people my age in their mid-twenties, when the first Avatar came out in 2009, it, they were we were very young. So, going back, experiencing it in theaters, the way that Cameron, of course, wanted it to be experienced, really helped. And, of course, if Avatar had got as many theaters as Don't Worry Darling, I mean, Avatar had 1,800 theaters, while well, Don't Worry Darling had 4,100 I I think Avatar could have easily taken over Don't Worry Darling. But it's a re-release. And it still did fantastic for uh, $10 million. Um, And then followed behind that by Barbarian and Pearl 2. Very well-received horror movies. Two drastically different horror movies from what I've been told. I don't know anything about Barbarian. I don't want to know anything about Barbarian. Because from what they say go into a blind and you'll enjoy it (laughs) pearl on the other hand i heard a little bit about i don't think it's my type of horror but for those of you who love it i'm so glad and i know they have another one coming out like set in that universe of x so they should they'll hopefully keep going and it's made, It's I believe it was made for like a million dollars and it, it's made 6.6 6 million. So Pearl's going to keep making money and you'll keep getting movies in that universe if they keep doing that well. But yeah, that's the top five for that week for this past weekend. Uh, we got a couple new releases coming out this week with, uh, is it, is it boys? I, I don't, I can't remember the name. The Billy Eichner movie comes out this week. And, of course, the other one is, let me see, Smile. It's Bros, sorry, not Boys, Bros. Bros comes out this week in Smile. I'm pretty sure Smile's going to take the top spot. I'd be surprised if it's not, if it doesn't, because Smile's getting surprisingly really good reviews. (laughs) Like... For what it looked like, it's like in the 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, which, while I know a lot of, I I know, the Rotten Tomatoes score being that high, like in 77, doesn't mean it's automatically like getting good, it's not good completely. It could be like an average of 6 or 7 out of 10, <laughs> but... A basic person is going to look at that 79% and they're going to say, wow, that's a really good horror movie. I'm going to go see that. I will say the premise of that movie uh, is not at all what I want to see. (laughs) I am not a fan of movies that try to make something nice turn into horror for me. (laughs) So I will not be seeing smile, at least not in theaters, but I believe Next week, we're going to have Smile at number one. I think Woman King is actually going to hold well again and stay at number two. While Bros comes in at three. Don't worry, Darling at four. And I don't know if Avatar's re-release is sticking around or not. If it is, I'm pretty sure it's going to stay in at number five. If it doesn't, then I'm pretty sure Barbarian's going to pop back in there at number five. But, yeah, that's my predictions for next week. So, Smile, Woman King, Bros, Don't Worry Darling, and Avatar. All right, now we got a review here. I watched the new Netflix movie, Lou, starring Allison Janney and Journey Smollett. Um... Surprisingly, produced by Bad Robot, so J.J. Abrams behind this. Oh, so you got Logan Marshall Green in it, everybody's second look-alike of <laughs> Tom Hardy. Really interesting premise here. I I didn't know what to really expect going into it. It looked kind of like they were going the nobody route for Alice Janney, but I I do have to say this this is a a much darker movie than I was expecting. Um, Allison Janney, she plays this for, former CIA person. You don't really know much about Lou. She's very quiet. She's living a quiet life. She's got a all you know she's ha- has a dangerous past. It, the movie is also it's set during the time of Reagan being president. So it was a very interesting time. And let me say this movie's rated R. It deals with I believe she had did, done a rescue mission or something in Iran and these some people had like come back after her to a point and I don't know <laughs> I will say some <laughs> it took a while to get into it at the beginning to a point where it was kind of losing me at points. Um, But once it gets going The the main plot of this movie Is that a big storm happens And Lou And uh, Mother played by Journey Smollett Have to go on a rescue mission When Journey's daughter Gets kidnapped by Her father Played by Logan Marshall Green When this big storm happens And they have to it's, it's dark. It's it's grungy at points. <laughs> um, I will say that some of the fight scenes they, they aren't as many. If you're going into this expecting a John Wick or a nobody, you're not gonna get it. It's it's good. I think this movie's like a really solid, fun. Not fun. Fun's not the word for this movie. <laughs> it's a solid drama. With some action in it. Uh, got some really interesting twists and turns in there. But I will say one of my favorite scenes was Alice and Jenny, uh Her character Lou, she, she fakes being sick to get into this little cabin to try to get some information. And she ends up fighting these two guys and she kills them with a can that... Is has its lid like cracked open, <laughs> and she slits her throat and stuff. And I was like, "This is intense and disgusting." And I kind of like it, <laughs> but that that's about how the movie is. is very grungy in that way. It's it's not it's not a happy movie by any means. It's dark. I tonally, it's, it knows what it wants to be. But, it, it, it's, I I will say, don't go into this expecting much lightheartedness. <laughs> but, the, the big twist that comes in, I will say, is pretty good. I'm not going to give it away right now because this movie just came out this past weekend. Um, But, I would say this is one you should check out on Netflix. I, I did recently talk about on my last episode how their action movies are very much more miss than hit and this one's somewhere lying in the middle it, it's definitely nice to have kind of an original look i don't I, I guess would be the way to put it I don't know but yeah <laughs> there's not much to say about it i i i enjoyed it uh could have been better yeah i it definitely could have been i i would have liked a little bit more lightheartedness um but that just wasn't this movie you know i it's much more a crime drama with action in it so if you love alice and jenny you want to see a different side of her this is definitely a good movie to give her a chance in so Definitely go give it a chance if you love her. Um, or if you just at, are in the afternoon and don't know what to turn on, this is a good one as well. I'm giving Lou a 65 out of 100. As I said, it, it's n- not anything to write home about. This is one that I th- I believe it was number one on Netflix right now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if by next week it's dropped out of the top 10. and easily forgotten about. But yeah, that's Lou. Alright. Now I just wanted to give a, a really short quick review of League DC's League of Super Pets. I saw this when it was in theaters a couple months ago. I took my nephew, first time I took my nephew to a movie. I will say I really enjoyed this movie. It's out now on HBO Max. I went into it really expecting very little. I, I wasn't expecting to be very good. I'd seen some reviews beforehand. They were comparing it to Into the Spider-Verse for DC. Don't. Please, please don't do that. <laughs> this is nowhere near the level of Into the Spider-Verse. For one, Ke- Kevin and Dwayne's voice acting, while at first it is, is is a bit distracting, it doesn't match like Jake Johnson and everybody in... Into Spider versus voice acting, they, the, the, this is a much more goofier movie. <laughs> in fact, it even has some oddly adult jokes in it. Like y- you expect adult like jokes for the adults, but you straight up have this movie bleeping out <laughs> one of its main characters when it cusses on a almost regular basis, <laughs> which is hilarious but (laughs) it's just wild and i imagine for some parents it might have turned them off or made them upset but i enjoyed it i i thought the characters were fun i thought it was a really solid movie especially the second half it (laughs) it's it's predictable it's a very predictable children's movie it's not a ton to write home about here as well. I I very much enjoyed it. It's it's good. (laughs) I'm interested to see how well it did. I don't know how well it did money-wise. I'm wondering if it did well enough to warrant a sequel. Because I know in the press and stuff, Dwayne and Kevin were talking about, hopefully this would be like a series for them to continue to do. I don't know if it made enough, came out a really odd time and it really, I don't think it had a huge opening weekend, but it might've, might've been one of the, it's definitely a weird animation style. They went for like (laughs) animation looking like the eighties, but I don't know. (laughs) It's very unique, (laughs) I guess would be the way to put it. DC's League of Super Pets. You're not going to be upset watching it with your kids, trust me. You're going to enjoy it. It's it's a very fun movie. I give DC's League of Super Pets a 72 out of 100. Go watch it with your kids or watch it on your own. (laughs) If you love animated stuff like I do, it's a very solid anime movie. Just don't expect it to be a game-changing one like Into the Spider-Verse was. It was very much a movie about pets getting superpowers. (laughs) But yeah, uh, that's going to be it. And for our reviews... All right, that's going to be it for today's episode. We kept it pretty short. Uh, I was up pretty late recording this one. I uh, got to it pretty late, <laughs> very much uh, waited till the last second, but wanted to get this out for this Tuesday morning. I will be back later on this week, hopefully going in a bit more in-depth on a couple movies, going to be talking Blonde and the new Rob Zombie Monsters movie. I dread watching this, <laughs> but I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And make sure to follow me on all social medias at the Light Tower, including on Twitch. If you want to get, keep up with me, I will be streaming Tuesday and Wednesday on Twitch.tv slash the Light Tower. I am also available on Twitter at the Light Tower, and just about anywhere. It's either Light Tower or the Light Tower TTV. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back with a new episode of the Roger Review, talking movies television and of course everything under the sun uh i hope to see you all on friday and i have hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your week bye <laughs>